Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, another one I have never seen, Divergent. Um, And of course, it is March. uh, As of recording, it's the last week of March. um, And it's our last installment of this Women's History Month where we were celebrating Shailen Woodley! I went a higher octave than normal. Yeah, that was really big. Um, So we are closing out our wonderful month of talking about Shailene. And on this special occasion, we have a guest. Would you like to would you like to introduce Shane? Of course. Melissa Rocha is a Brooklyn based comic and painter. She's a recovering party animal, professional friend and full time idiot. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, Melissa. We like to ask all our guests when they come on, um, what type of teen were you? Oh, my God. I The type of teen I was was like, uh, I was like the older sister. Ooh. So I was always having to do things with my little sisters. Yeah. Like in high school. Like, I couldn't just go to the water park by myself. I always had to, like, take care, like, bring them with me. Um, And I would always have to be like, oh, um, can my sisters come? Yeah. One of my my best friends in high school was like that. And I remember one time, it was the first time that we wanted to go trick-or-treating as teens, where it was more to just be in a costume and go look for people we liked. And she had to bring her little brother, and she was so mad. (laughs) And you just, I mean, yeah. like, I did a lot of, like, I did a lot of, like, bad teen things for sure. And I was always just trying to, like, hang out more with my friends and, like, you know, I was, like, lying and, you know, uh, drinking and just a bad kid. But I still got all my work done and I took care of my little sisters. So I think I kind of looked at it as a way of just, like, oh, this is my time to party <laughs> and relax. <laughs> You sound cooler than us. Yeah, I'm you sound like a cool teen. How many little sisters did you have? Um, I have two. Damn. And they're great people. I think I did a pretty good job. Um, one works for TSA. The other works for... Uh, she's a social worker. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked high school, you know. Um, I wasn't, like, a popular person. I was, like, uh, part of, like... The nerdy girl, uh, mm-hmm. paint, like art girl, you Ooh. know, I wore like my funky, like vintage, yeah, uh, vintage thrift store shit. Um, and uh, I worked at a movie theater. <gasps> so I was cool. 16. So I was always like uh, hanging out with those people. And I was always like lying to my parents about I was like, oh, no, I have to stay late at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I got to scoop some more popcorn. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a late show tonight yeah. um i'll get a ride home it's fine <laughs> no that's that's very cool and much uh i think you were a much cooler teen than either of us um but uh you know we we are talking about some pretty pretty intense and i guess sort of lying teens for this week's movie i mean they have to keep secrets i guess that's what i mean they have to keep secrets to protect their siblings 
Um, but but first, I wanted to talk about our. This is our last time talking about Shailene Woodley. So Melissa, we've been we've been talking a little bit about her every week on the pod for our uh, Women's History Month, and this is really um, her last really big movie franchise, I guess. Um, this came out the same year as The Fault in Our Stars, um, and actually Jane told me that. The the divergent franchise sort of died because because she backed out. Do you wanna do you wanna trace the details, Jay? Sure. I don't know if that's. I don't think we can blame her fully. But basically, what happened was they tried to pull a Harry Potter where they split up the last movie into in, or sorry the last book into two movies. So there are currently three divergent films out, and they wanted to do a fourth film to like finish things up. And it was just not popular enough. And so, like, that died. And so then they were like, we could do a TV show. And Shailene Woodley was like, I don't, I don't want to do a TV I don't show, do but it. I would do a movie. <laughs> and I think partly, maybe because of her, but definitely because there was just not a lot of interest. <laughs> they just didn't finish the story, which is cuckoo to me. Yeah, I actually just assumed they were, they, they did it. They finished it. And I just never watched them all. Um, I wanted to ask you two uh, if you had watched this or read these books when they were out, I guess, around the Hunger Games time. I didn't know. Uh, I'm not a big reader. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that they were based on books. Um, and I actually didn't really know. When did this movie come out again? 2014. 2014. Okay, so 2014... I was like in my early 30s so I was probably out <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and I don't think I don't think I knew it was like uh it just you know a lot of big Hollywood movies like I just don't always you know well and from my uh, understanding they were kind of like Hunger Games was so successful maybe we'll be the mm. next one and mm-hmm. they kind of weren't like they tried but it just didn't work <laughs> Yeah, so I don't yeah. think it was much on my radar. How about you, Jane? I think I read all the books, but I honestly don't, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I, th- I probably, I honestly, I probably read them all in like two weeks because my mom was a, a children's uh. librarian. So she just, you know, oh, um, wow. I definitely enjoyed them. And then I watched this movie on a plane, <laughs> which is the perfect place to watch this movie. Sure. Yes. Uh, I also didn't know it was set in Chicago. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like imaginary city because Hunger Games doesn't explicit doesn't explicitly say like this is America like mm. it's not supposed to be really America. I don't know. Anyway, um so since then Shailene has done um I guess she was in the Snowden movie which I have not seen. <laughs> and then she was in the TV miniseries Big Little Eyes for which she like got mm. a bunch of awards. Um in November 2020, she has joined the cast of The Fence a political satire film that will reunite her with Miles Teller for their fifth film together, which is wild. Um, And Jane asked me yesterday if I knew the cast of this film, and I said I knew, like, two of them, but but apparently not really, because a bunch of people are in this that I didn't know. Kate Winslet is in it, um, and uh, Miles Teller is also in it, and also a guy from Grey's Anatomy is randomly in it. Um, so there are a lot more people in this than I And thought. Ansel Elgort. Oh, sorry. And Ansel That's the most Elgort. important. I was like, I was like, Isa, are you sure? Like, who's in this? And she like was being vague. And I was like, okay, you're going to text me the second the credits roll. And she did not text me. But uh, I, I didn't was text thrilled. you. I was thrilled because this movie has like 
the three big teen stars of the moment. Miles it's Teller, weird. Shailene well, Woodley, and Ansel. Of Shailene Woodley's moment. So, like, yes. in all these movies we've done with her, these three people have come up over again. So it's just kind of weird that they're all here. The other note I wanted to tell you, too, that you may not have known, is that the book, which, like, it sounds like none of us, like, know anything about, <laughs> was her debut novel. And this author, Veronica Roth, she published it. She wrote it while in an MFA at Northwestern University during her senior year winter break, and she sold the movie rights before she oh had graduated. God. <laughs> that is amazing. I don't want to hear about this. Actually, to be honest, I think I knew about this, and it, like, plagues me. Oh, oh my God. God. Also, originally, it was supposed to be from Four's point of view, from the guy, and then she decided not to interesting Um, yeah i think that's a weird and she said that when she was casting him in the audition she she saw theo james who i had never seen before this she saw theo james in it and she was like i was sure within seconds this is my four no question okay um what do we okay i'll ask now what do we think about theo james (laughs) melissa do you have thoughts he is like like an amalgamation of like several handsome actors <laughs> where he looks like a little bit of a Franco, Ooh, you know? Yeah. And uh definitely like he's definitely like 29. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Old. And like is she supposed to be 17? Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, I had problems with that part. Yeah. Um and like clearly, you know, I mean, I've dated men and just <laughs> the way <laughs> just the way that like uh, you could just see him like sucking the life out of her like already i mean you're right um, that it's it's explicitly a hot teacher romance like he's her ooh. like mentor kind of or like coach like he's part of i mean this is jumping ahead but he's part of the people that like are supposed to train the 17 year old new recruits <laughs> so it's like literally a hot teacher scenario I thought that he was supposed to be younger, and but just that's not how it comes across. And for me, he is so bland looking as to be nothing. Like, I almost feel like the amalgamation <laughs> point is accurate. It's almost like they put all of these men together and they added up to nothing. Okay, I have, I have <laughs> something to confess, which is that, well, first, Jane already knows this, but I was like pretty drunk while watching this because... We just didn't have anything to do last night, so I drank, like, three drinks before starting to watch the movie. Worried I would... Mm-hmm. And then I was worried I would fall asleep, but it was fine. Um, and I thought, like, I thought I was going to hate him. I didn't like any of the pictures of him. <laughs> and then I found him, like, surprisingly sexy purely because I think I'm realizing his voice is, like, a lower, like, man's voice. Like, a 29-year-old man's voice and not, like, a... <laughs> Teen. So I think I was surprised that I was sexually attracted to him. Um, and then also, I up, uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, also when I was reading, like, some of the director's notes, they were like, there's just all this sexual chemistry between Four and, um, what's her name? <laughs> Fuck. Tris. 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 And I was like, is there? <laughs> I, I get, but they were like, we really wanted to do the story justice. And I was like, okay. I I looked up uh, I looked him up on Instagram because I was like I've never heard of this man I've never seen him mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in anything I yeah 
I'm pretty good about like actors and stuff and just being like, oh, I think they were like on an yeah. episode of Golden Girls in 19 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, I've never seen this guy. And I looked him up on Instagram and there's at least like five or six like uh, fan accounts. <gasps> <laughs> we're and out of touch have, like, they all have like throwback thursdays of the one movie he was in uh divergent well i do realize now he's in a lot of hugo boss ads and like i realized oh, <laughs> i realized that, that like now that i saw that on wikipedia i was like oh yeah he is. <laughs> but i guess we can now that we've jumped into four <laughs> we can get into the five factions and talk about talk about them um, because I really want to talk about them let's do it okay in dystopian Chicago people are divided into five factions smart people erudite assholes candor 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 (laughs) hippies amity crossfitters dauntless and social justice warriors abnegation If you don't have a faction, you become a homeless zombie. At 16, everyone gets a test to see which faction they are best suited for, but they can choose whichever one they want. Beatrice is from Abnegation, the faction that runs the government. Her test comes back divergent, a mixture of multiple factions. The test administrator logs her as an Abnegation and warns her to keep her true results a secret because divergents think independently and are seen as a threat to the government. It's a lot. There's a lot of big words for <laughs> other things. Um, and I think it's funny when movies can just use a word and give it like a whole new thing. Like the word faction, which I never really thought about. <laughs> and then to introduce the phrase factionless. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm factionless. <laughs> yeah, I had not considered that. <laughs> there's like five jobs. There's, you can be... Well, they also, like, sort of say that these are the only jobs, right? I was just, like, trying to wrap my mind around, like, where where's everyone who has to do jobs that fall outside of these five things? Well, I, I, I don't think it is just related to your job. Like, for example, the test administrator is a dauntless girl, and we later see her True. as a tattoo artist. So how people's <laughs> careers are chosen is True. not explained in this movie whatsoever. She sort of, yeah, she sort of says in the start, like, all the hippies, they, like, because they're hippies, they get to grow the food. And I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but you can be a hippie. You can be a grad student, which is the smart people. <laughs> you can be an asshole lawyer. Or you can That's what be I wrote, a lawyer, yeah. I wrote cop ultra marathoner or yes. cop Christian. <laughs> So either you're a you're a you're a ultra marathoner cop or you're like I guess that's abnegation is like they like to feed the poor. Yeah, they're Mother Teresa. <sighs> something it's just that a I wanted personality <laughs> test. Something I wanted to know is that everybody the the big thing here is that everyone has to wear different colors based on these. Yes. <laughs> so given okay, immediately I was going to ask you to given this choice of purely just from the fashion and lifestyle aesthetic which would you have chosen? Because it seems like, also, like, if you are in Dauntless, you get tattoos. And, like, there's all these, like, aesthetic things. It's a little more extreme. Yeah, what would you have chosen? Um, Not personality. I, I probably would have chosen, like, Dauntless just because, like, uh, I'm getting older. <laughs> and it's important to keep exercising <laughs> and keep your body... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you want to maintain as much physical um, uh, action as possible. But my roommate, uh, who I watched this with, she said that I 
personality-wise, I would probably be Amnity. Mm, mm. The hippie type. Which I think, I th- like, now that I think about it, you know, I'm like, I, I, I would enjoy doing that. It would be, a, that's, they seem like they enjoy their time. They're How about the you, Jane? Hufflepuffs of the okay. actions. <laughs> and unfortunately, I am probably would be an erudite. I have to say, which is with clothes, with personality or with like aesthetic. I mean, aesthetically, I didn't, I didn't really feel like I liked any of them. <laughs> um, I mean, Dauntless obviously is the coolest, but they're also the most annoying. I and, think I liked Amity's uh, clothes because they got to wear like bright colors. They got to wear like red and orange and yellow, mm, mm, sun yeah. colors. Um, I did write that the whole movie has a dystopian color scheme. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's a dystopian, it's like a little misty again. It's not the same thing as yeah. the Seattle misty teen movies. It's, it's a little bit different. No, it's, it's Chicago. They actually did film in Chicago too. And I think All parts right. of it look like that. It's like the same colors. <laughs> um, it actually is like incredibly funny that this, that they're like Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> That this is in Chicago. But yeah. no one eats a deep dish pizza. <laughs> Her okay. explanation, Chicago she actually... Hot dog <laughs> But yeah, no one eats... There's not even, like, any Chicago, like, references to the old times. Maybe you could see, like, a decaying sports sign. Like, I was about to make you know a joke, I mean? but I couldn't tell you a Chicago sports team to make the joke. Is it... Do Cubs? they have Wrigley Field there? Uh, yes, is that they Chicago? could see like they could, yeah you could see like a decaying baseball field or a decaying like hot dog stand and it could be like oh mm. remember you know like throw something to the Chicago people watching the movie. Yeah, because like why say it's Chicago if you're not even gonna have like the the the, bean. <laughs> the author said it was the... just because like she knew it the most because she went to school there. Oh yeah, good point. That's a classic first oh. novel mistake, and I can say that as someone who's written a you know, kind of bad first novel. Like, you just write exactly what you see outside of your window. She's like, oh, Chicago. Uh, but but Ch- Chicago does have the married with children fountain. <laughs> oh, my God. Jane, what were you going to anyway, say? Sorry. All right, my first... You know. Okay, my first of many problems with this it. movie is that Shailene Woodley's character thinks that she's the only person who feels unsure about which group she was forcedly put into. She's like, she's unsure about that. And I'm like, how the premise of this movie doesn't work for me because it's it's not explained like why people feel comfortable with this and why Mm. most people fit into one group. it just does anyone have any answers for this? It's also it's also wrong because clearly her brother was also feeling like slightly conflicted because he didn't choose their home one either. Mm-hmm. So like both yeah. of you know, both of them did something kind of unusual. Um no, I don't have an explanation. Maybe it's <laughs> fleshed out in the book more. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, being yeah. uh, being drunk was a good way to watch this movie because I just went with it. Like I just went with it. <laughs> and I think I honestly said yes. Yeah, I think I enjoyed myself more. Her dad is this guy from Grey's Anatomy who's an army doctor in Grey's Anatomy. And so he's I the just scandal like president, right? Oh yeah, and he's Tony yeah. Goldwyn. Mm-hmm. So I was just like really excited to see him, but he has a very small line. Yeah. I was also glad to see Ashley Judd. Yes, yeah. Who plays the mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. She, yeah, was, yeah. she was honestly, like, the mom got more time than the dad, too. And you, you get a little more about her, which is nice. Miles Teller shows up. He's an asshole to someone in line. Um, 
And then the test is that a scary dog tries to bite you, and there's like a variety of weapons, and you're there's supposed to meat. choose one. Oh, right. There's just meat. There's like piles of meat, and I'm like, grab the meat, no, Tris. No, no, no. Isn't one of them like a knife? <laughs> oh yeah, there's also a knife. I would take um, the meat. Also, did you notice that like the test person says like, yeah, 95% get the faction of their origin, and like basically she's like, and you kind of look like a stuck up bitch, so like. You probably no, will get like they're your... all rude to each other. <laughs> they're and so the rude in the society. Is, like, so pretty, <laughs> she's yeah. super pretty. Um, yes. So you were saying that you would be in Dauntless because it would be good for keeping you fit, and I. It, it is shocking <laughs> that they have the Dauntless people just running everywhere, and they're also constantly hollering. They're constantly like, woo, yeah, uh huh, and it's just that's my nightmare. That's my and just real nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, this is this is a uh, this is our roof. Get get ready. Um, I did like something I liked about the design was that the the her faction the I just keep having to look at it abnegation. They live in these sort of cool looking houses that are all gray and like just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Futuristic little like that, that Star Wars, yeah, uh, like country life. <laughs> yeah, they they seem to have like a nice little community that lasts for about two seconds. Also, I didn't realize Nate caught this and I didn't. My husband, there's like a fingerprint scanner to open the mirror, and mm. it's because her faction supposedly like shuns um, vanity. They don't. They're like ascetics and they don't look in the mirror ever, which is not practical. There's like reasons mm-hmm. to look in the mirror that are not vanity related. But also, <laughs> why would you have a fingerprint scanner and just like not <laughs> so that no one else can open the mirror, but you can still open. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how does it reduce the number of times you look in the mirror? Anyway. I kind of spiraled a little bit and then like had more of my drink and moved on. Um, we can move on to the choosing ceremony. Okay, this is when things get exciting. Yeah. At the choosing ceremony, we meet Janine, the well-dressed and not at all suspicious erudite leader. Beatrice's brother, Caleb, chooses the smart people while Beatrice chooses the CrossFitters. She joins them, them in jumping onto a train and then prompted by scary leader Eric, jumps off a building. She meets another leader, Four, who is brooding but sexy, and then changes her name to Triss. She also makes friends with Christine, Will, and Al, other new Dauntless members from other factions. Okay, I have a thought about the choosing ceremony where they have to cut their hand. Oh, that's right. Um, I guess oh, HIV is not a concern in this world. That's That's been taken care of. Because they that's fully share good this call. one knife. I know one good thing they got going for them. It looks like what I used to cut my wedding cake. <laughs> it kind of looks like a little like Kate Spade like wedding servette. Serviette. Um, also, how many people live in the society? Like two hundred. Like they all fit in the room, right? That's all of them. I think it's that's all everyone the and their parents. People who were going to be. It was like the graduating class, kind of. And it, you're right. It wasn't a. It wasn't a ton of people. But their parents are there too. Yeah. 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 You're right. Um, yeah. I. I didn't like. I. <laughs> I mean, it was suitably dramatic. I guess I did notice that like. When they call her name, it takes her, like, a really long time to, like, get out of the row, walk past her parents, and walk. Like, <laughs> you'd think they'd be like, okay. Like, give her an aisle seat. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, you'd think they'd be like, okay, Jane is going, now Issa's on deck, and then Melissa's next. Yeah. Like, you'd think, <laughs> like, in graduation, you know? Like, 
right, right. It must have took, take, taken everyone like fucking forever to get through. Yeah, not a very efficient method for, for like a society based on efficiency. Okay, I had another issue with Dauntless, which is why why is bravery associated with jumping onto a train? And also like it, other just needless risks because the point is that they are supposed to defend the, the country, but they're actually just, or the city or whatever it is, but they're just putting themselves at risk of like early death. <laughs> For no reason. I think you're just supposed to be able to follow orders and blindly, like, just soldier. It is my nightmare to, like, join some sort of group where everybody's, like, running and whooping. You're right. It is very cop-like, actually. That's my fear, (laughs) which we can get into later. Um, But, yeah, we we meet Zoe Kravitz is in it with a cute little bob. I like her haircut. Mm -hmm. Miles Teller looks particularly asshole-ish. Do she? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, they get to the 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 compound or whatever, wherever they they live in, like the basement, the of pit, a climbing gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, like like uh, the minute that Tris picks this thing, and then they're like, "All right, go." Um, <laughs> like she can't even change out of her flowy like linen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good uh, point. You know, like, that's clearly a hazard. <laughs> it, you know, her pants could get stuck and on the train or when she's jumping over something and then she gets killed and then everyone's going to be like, oh, she, well, she really wasn't Dauntless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz is wearing, like, equipped. business casual, like, white and black oh, business yeah, casual because so she came from the, like, asshole lawyer faction. So she just had to wear that. As she's like sprinting, is she like in pumps? <laughs> also unclear. Um, but yeah, I hated, uh, oh, go ahead. I hated that Will and Al were named Will and Al and looked identical. <laughs> They're they both white. They look the same. White men with like brown hair <laughs> with that slightly went into the forehead, and their names sound the same. <laughs> there, there was one shot where it was like the the group. And they go from like Will to Al or Al to Will, and it just looks like <laughs> or Al like, to Will. No, same same guy. <laughs> um, we do meet Theo. So she she jumps into the pit. Um, there's a net at the bottom. Surprise! They're not trying to kill you. Although apparently in the books, somebody like dies on the <gasps> on the trip there. Like somehow in like the jumping somehow in like everybody <laughs> having to jump onto the train and then jump off and then get on the roof. One one person dies and they're like, well, that just that's just how it happens. I'm like, and then who cleans up the dead bodies like littered <laughs> across the city? Anyway, um, but did you notice that when she jumped in and landed in the net, she was just sprawled all sexy like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would you fall? <laughs> Um, I mean, that's exactly the position I'd like to be in meeting my hot teacher, I guess. Uh, Another problem I had with the pit is that it looks extremely uncomfortable. What do these people do all day? It's just like a cement floor, no chairs, no TV. What do they exercise? Oh, God. And they go to the gender-neutral bathroom. <laughs> you probably to bed. <laughs> I like how it's actually really funny that this is 2014, and they're like, we're really going to scare you. All of you have to change in the same room and use the gender-neutral bathroom. Like, was that supposed to be, like, well, some sort of... it wasn't just gender-neutral. It was fully, <laughs> like, you know. 
fully uh, all gender, all gender bathroom. Multiple people on on a toilet next to each other. They could hold yeah. hands while they went. There were, yeah, there's not even <laughs> walls. Um, I was gonna ask you you all if you had ever had to change in front of classmates of same or different gender um, when you were young as a teen. I did in uh, in middle school. We had to dress. I think they called it dressing out uh, <laughs> with like a, they're like dress out and you wear like your PE specific, okay. like specific clothes. Um, and I did do that in middle school. I don't really think when I was in high school, uh, you had to have two like PE credits mm-hmm. and I just didn't want to do that. But I found a loophole <laughs> where you could take a PE class at the community college for free and that would count towards your PE credit. Um, so I took self-defense oh. um, <laughs> and like aerobics. <laughs> um, so I was changing around uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like this movie, basically. That rocks, you were fighting. Actually, you were fighting. That is cool. I would rather do that than PE. How about you, Jane? I Yeah, I mean, I changed for gym. I also changed for tennis and track when I did that. And I also, I had issues with changing in front of people when I was younger because I used to go to summer camp where we would swim at the end of the day and I would just wear my bathing suit all day because I didn't want to change into it. And then I would just put my clothing on after we swam (gasps) and I would always have a little wet butt. Oh. Little wet shorts by the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> you said that like you're a cute little sad duckling. <laughs> a little wet butt. Um, I uh, I went to uh, an all girls school when I was younger, and so I changed in front of my female classmates a lot. But also, um, at the local pool, there at the locker room there, there were just like the classic like old women who just like let it all hang out like grandma age Mm -hmm. women who just walk around the locker room completely naked and that's just like a very like we would just like giggle and like walk around them (laughs) I don't know it's just when you're when you're like in middle school you're like I can't imagine like Mm -hmm. having looking like that (laughs) and letting it all hang out and now I like want to thank those old ladies We should be more like them, honestly. Um, the other thing I noticed was that they all they all go to the cafeteria and then they make fun of her because I guess abnegation faction are all vegetarians. They're mm-hmm. like, "What? Have you never seen a hamburger?" She's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. "Well, I've never eaten one." And I gotta say, if you ate a full hamburger after you had grown up vegetarian, you would have an insane time. <laughs> you would have a, a quite a belly ache. I can share yeah. that, my own experience transitioning <laughs> off of a vegetarian diet. I would be like, I'm going to be fine. And then I would be like zonked out on the couch. Yeah, and you weren't mistake. vegetarian like your whole life, like no, from yeah. a baby. <laughs> and like you didn't have to crowd surf immediately afterward <laughs> with your belly. <laughs> um, but everyone's happy. We meet Will and Elle. Alrighty. Tris struggles with training and is concerned she won't make the cutoff, meaning she would become factionless. She and her friends get tattoos, and the tattoo artist is the test administrator, who says that the Dauntless will be able to find out that she's a divergent, and when they do, they will kill her. Through a rocky Hmm. montage, we see (laughs) Tris getting stronger with some help from Four. She gets beaten in a fight by her enemy, Peter, but manages to jump on the train in time to participate in Capture the Flag. The most important test. (laughs) It is because of Triss's idea to climb up a Ferris wheel with four following right below her butt that her team wins. 
I have a question. Why does she have makeup on ever? <laughs> First of all, she comes yeah, from those, those lashes. Yeah, I mean, she looks gorgeous, but she comes from abnegation. So I'm assuming they are not into makeup. And then suddenly in the training dungeon, she has like a full smoky eye, like nice eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, they definitely went back and forth between having her have like the soft pencil eyeliner and then like the full <laughs> eye makeup. And they, I, I wrote, how good does she look in a ponytail? Because I think she looks great. <laughs> they have like a Shailene Woodley ponytail. And then also her hair looks incredible when it's loose in any scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh just God. insane how much she's like running and flipping over stuff and how good her hair looks. It's <laughs> so Whew. I wrote that um, they did show a little bit of a scene too that they, while they're, you know, getting to know their training world... They do walk up to the factionless people, and one of the trainers is like, look at them doing nothing. And I'm like, wow, they cannot wait to, like, beat the shit out of them. Like, these cops have a problem. Like, this is in char- This is who's in charge of policing your society? Yeah, very anti-homeless. Something, too, that didn't make much sense was, like, a, it's like, oh, okay, well, fa- you're factionless. Okay, you're factionless. <laughs> okay. Um, and they... There's like a lot of crying babies <laughs> in fashionless life. So does that mean that at some point that factionless child mm. grows up and gets to go do that thing? Yeah, I think. Or do they just have their own outside of Chicago, <laughs> a factionless like, you know, in the suburbs of Chicago, it's a different world. <laughs> I think it's what revealed. Think? <laughs> I think in the second book they go outside. Or no, no, no. In the third book, I think they go outside. But I okay. think my impression was that if you were factionless, you're a factionless adult. And when you're a kid, you can go through the process. But you're right. It's not like they were. You'd think in that choosing ceremony, there'd be like a. They'd be like, oh, look at all the factionless kids trying to get mm. assimilated. That would be really interesting, actually. I think that would like add a. Add a more nuanced layer to this stupid. <laughs> Thank book. you. I would also just like assume that if they were factionless, they would make them do odd jobs and not just have them standing. So you <laughs> like think they literally they would be enslaved. They're like, all right, time to throw bread at the factionless. <laughs> they literally every scene with the factionless is you're right, either someone holding a baby crying or you're just standing fully looking at the camera. <laughs> like just like yes. a zombie. Yeah. Okay, another uh. question I have about the society um is about the public transportation system. <laughs> Does this train stop? Oh, is it just flowing? <laughs> is there someone driving the train? Do they have to pay? Is it only in the Dauntless headquarters? I want to know more about this train. Like, is this the future? Like, is this what socialism I would, is calling no. for? I was going to say maybe everyone else has to pay, but the Dauntless are like, we don't have to pay because we're so brave that we jump on. <laughs> we open the door and jump on, which you'd think that they would. Like, every time they do this, there's like 40 people trying to all get on. Like, you'd think that... They'd fuck up more and like no one would die, but they'd just like be like, ah, I'll stop running and wait for the next train. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody mentioned that the train might be like on a loop. Mm. Oh. And uh, uh, my roommate, she mentioned maybe it's uh, solar powered. Ooh, yeah, it it seems hot there. It's like the JFK airport shuttle. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the air train. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you get on at the wrong point, you have to go all the way around. 
all the way around. <laughs> yeah, right. that's that's why they just run. Um, I didn't expect to feel sexual tension, but I kind of did when he was like teaching her how to fight and stuff. Oh yeah, and like I grabbing believed her it. waist. And, like, it, you know, talking about him being a man relative to the other shows and movies that we've watched with her, like he is definitely the most masculine, and like this is sort of the most traditional slash problematic like romantic <laughs> relationship we're seeing and so even though it's questionable like it is, i felt it, it yeah hot. melissa did you think it was hot i mean <laughs> yes he was he for me a grown woman yeah an available grown woman <laughs> who understands the expectations that you are incapable <laughs> your emotional availability for makes sense for me <laughs> for he also Melissa began, would like to go out with you he began to have problems with his accent i think he's british and i could notice that he was having some problems in this part of the movie oh no i actually uh, didn't notice that um i didn't know he was british and usually i'm really oh, no. picky <laughs> um yeah but they okay so she finds out they're hunting divergence the white girl beats up zoe kravitz oh. and then <laughs> that was weird and then um and then they go on the fairy's wheel. They climb up the fairy's wheel, and he's like, "What are you oh, saying? I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> what, of heights." What are you calling Fair. this wheel? Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. It sounded like you were saying fairy's wheel. Fairy apostrophe s wheel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. This is my biggest issue with this movie. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying not to complain about movies being long <laughs> without a reason. This movie, like, like, I feel like some movies are long and that makes sense. This movie is long and it does not make sense. Um, <laughs> I was expecting the dauntless training part to be, like, the first third at most of the yeah. movie. And so I kept mm -hmm. thinking something else was going to happen. I kept thinking they were going to leave the dungeon and... It just didn't happen until like an hour and a half into the movie. And it was just so, there was so much extra stuff they could have cut out. And like they established that Eric and Four have this like uh, conflicting relationship really quickly. Like they kept beating that over and over. They, they just like established things multiple times that I just did not need to see. Didn't you like the the giant zip, li zip line through the city? What am I saying? Didn't you like the giant zip line that ends in a concrete wall? I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you have to be like someone who's into CrossFit, but you're a fucking idiot to be a dauntless. <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that zip line scene, I was just so, I mean, you know, uh, I'm a, a skittish person. <laughs> after all of this um and you know i don't want to like bother people i always like at penn station i try to get out of the way um so that whole zipline action i was just like she's not paying attention she's not paying attention you know like anything could happen yeah, i was like she's gonna you lose a limb when you do things like this because <laughs> like, like the whole thing it's like oh pretty like stars and blah blah whatever and then um you're just also waiting for something bad to happen yeah you know, one part that made me laugh out loud in a bad way was <laughs> after she she sort of like stands up to scary leader Eric and then has to get knives thrown at her. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's this like tough big girl who's like the girl who's like good at fighting. And after she stands up for for her friend, the tough girl looks at her and says, 
That was cool. Okay. I think that was also like her only line. Yeah. yeah. Grunting. Other than like beating the shit out of people. Beating up Zoe Kravitz. Okay. I want to move on because I want to get to the fears. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. In the second stage of training, initiates are drugged into a simulation of their fears. Triss is doing too well and Four can tell that she's a divergent. Worried that she's found out, Triss visits her brother Caleb, who tells her that the erudite is planning to overthrow abnegation. Caleb has been convinced that abnegation are breaking rules and taking everything for themselves. On her way out, Triss runs into Janine, who says she wants to get rid of human nature to keep society safe. (laughs) Back at Dauntless headquarters, Triss is almost killed by her enemy Peter and friend Al, or Will, but Four rescues her and tends to her wounds. Al begs forgiveness, and Triss calls him a coward. Later, Al kills himself. (sighs) Okay, I have something really important to say that's been ringing in my head the entire time. So, so four, um, introduce for some reason, four runs all of the fear simulations. He apparently does every step of the training and not Eric, who I thought like it's his job. Anyway, whatever. So he like is introducing her to the concept. You get injected in the neck as you do in movies. And then you go into like a simulation and he's like, you're going to see your worst fears, Tris. And then he says, most people have 10 to 15 really bad ones. <laughs> and we've just been saying that to each other over and over since watching this, this movie. <laughs> so my question was, could you name 10 to 15 really bad ones? <laughs> really bad fears? Yes. Oh my god. But it doesn't it's also like it doesn't it's not really clear like what's a fear. Is it just like any situation that you'd say is scary is your fear? Like it's not it's not clear. Melissa, name ten of your fears. Ten to fifteen ten of my fears. really bad uh, ones. Accidentally taking my shirt off <laughs> with my sweater is number one. That is the number one fear always and forever. Okay? Second, I have to move back in with my parents. Absolutely not. They live in a one bedroom. Uh, I don't want to have to learn how to drive again. Very scary. I think I should be wearing a helmet. Um, I'm scared of uh, being too cold or too hot. (laughs) How many is that? That's four. Uh, I'm scared of losing my glasses. End game. End end game if I lose my glasses. I can't see. I can't see. Um, I'm afraid of having to be like allergic to something that I love one day. Oh, oh, like you're not, you're not right now, but you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Scary. What if I'm like allergic to like jalapenos at some point? I I can't make salsa or or a whole variety of peppers. (laughs) Uh, I'm afraid of uh, sales. They just get me every time. (laughs) I'm afraid of having too much candy. Uh, I'm afraid of, uh, oh, I'm actually afraid of space. <laughs> yeah, like, I see that. Like, really scared. I have no desire, like, yeah, no desire space. to go. I used to be afraid of rats, but I've been living in New York for 12 years, so you kind of have to get over that. 
Um, and those are my fears. Yeah, those Good are job. ten really That's bad ones. Yeah. Imagine like being in a simulation with all of that happening at once. You don't have your shirt. You can't see. You're eating yeah. too much candy. It's always it's always combos. <laughs> like her first one is the crows are eating her. She's in quicksand. There's also a fire in the distance. I was like, what? But the fire is is for her to uh, to scare the crows away. But um, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Issa, do you have a few fears on on? You know, thinking about. But what what is a fear versus like just something that a story someone tells me, and I'm like, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> well, fear you see is what I'm that saying? You are personally um, don't want to happen. To I'm you. um I'm afraid of I'm afraid of ghosts, and I don't know. Mm. Like, I watch a lot of horror movies, and I really enjoy them. But you know, like the classic like jump scare in a horror movie where it's like dark, and then the ghost like comes out or like grabs you or something sometimes Mm -hmm. when i'm like walking in like the dark or when i'm in a really dark house i'm like afraid that's just gonna happen and i'm gonna physically get nabbed by a ghost wow that is scary it is scary it doesn't happen my one of my biggest fears is going to a coffee shop and not knowing how to order right and also like Mm. not knowing where to stand and not knowing Mm. where to stand to wait for my order and having mm. someone look at me and be like, "What a what a fucking idiot! She doesn't know where to stand for her latte." Zoe Kravitz like idiot. is looking really hot and like whispers to her friend and laughs like oh, in one Zoe of her Kravitz. Oh god, Zoe I love me, her. Um, I don't think she looks her best in this movie, but like now, I would say she is peak beautiful. Like now, mm-hmm. and I recommend that everyone. I think it's a GQ photo shoot of her. It's like a black and white photo shoot, and I think she's eating a peach in one of the the photos. <gasps> she is probably the most beautiful person. Black that and white are the colors of her faction. <laughs> oh my god, it was foreshadowing. Okay, back to the movie. Here's okay. something. Another problem I have with it. Caleb, her brother, suddenly believes that abnegation is bad. They have been gone for, what, a month? Mm. I want to know, and then later in the movie, obviously, he's convinced again that that they're not bad. I want to know more about, like, why he thinks that way. Like, what happened to him? Is there brainwashing or, like, I don't know. I'd like to see more about how the, the gears are turning, if you will. I think my take on it was that he had, like, read about them read about their takes on some internet forums or something and so he already knew that he was going to join them because he like had sort of been like um, ra- radicalized yeah, 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 yeah. uh blue because they're blue okay blue. Mm. kate winslet pilled he so he like he just was keeping it a secret from, but that might just be me filling in the gaps no i like he might have like believed already that the raven claws should be the government <laughs> As they should, I mean. Kate Winslet also is like, yeah, human nature's weakness. She's like, sinning is bad. That's basically what she's saying. Like, she's kind of like, I was like, wait, I thought the abnegation was like the Christian ones. But she's basically like, it would be great if we could skip all the time so we make mistakes, basically. That's what Walter, my boyfriend's always sort of saying that. He's like, yeah, well, why don't you just be perfect? Like, why don't you just chill? Like, why don't you just never make a mistake? But not, but as a, as a joke. He's kidding. Um, what did you guys think of Janine as a villain? Melissa, did you have thoughts on her? Uh, Kate Winslet, first of all, didn't know she was going to be in this. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, she, you know, she was kind of like, uh, like girl boss yes. or whatever. Uh, but like awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 
I don't know. I mean, like, there were a couple of times where, you know, Kate Winslet seemed to have, like, a little wink for Tris and just, like, I, you know, I see something in you. You're kid. smart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and it did make me nervous <laughs> that, like, she was like, oh, she can tell Tris is a divergent. Mm. Gotcha. Um, but then she couldn't. Right, right, right. <laughs> I do have a, I, I have a story to share about them filming. Ooh. So apparently Kate Winslet um, joined the filming a little later. And she said she used that, like, kind of delay or, like, distance from her co-stars to appear al- very aloof on the first day of her shoot. And she, mm. like, she said the whole time she was like, oh, I wanted to, like, break character and be like, it's okay, I'm really fun, but I... <laughs> I thought just for, like, 24 hours, I'd let them think that I was a huge bitch. And I'm like, is that real? Or did she just, like, feel lazy to, like, make friends? (laughs) Also, like, who could could think, sorry, I just burped. (laughs) 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 Who could think that Kate Winslet is a jerk? Like, isn't she great? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I assume that her character in The Holiday is is her. Mm. Um, I really liked... <laughs> oh, that's a good it one. It is good. I like Janine as a villain. I think she's understated, but I but I think she's so blatantly evil, and, like, her mm. tactics and all of the tactics of this movie are just so um, not... Uh, they're just so obvious. She's like, get rid of human nature. Well, like, that's obviously evil. <laughs> like, this movie bo- is just yeah. not... <laughs> Her motive doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I think like something that Hunger Games does well that they don't do is that the kind of they they do a little more interesting stuff with like like justification for violence or whatever that like even as even looking back now as like not a teen anymore, I'm like, it's still better than this. Um, Mm. But it but I did like I mean, I liked her outfit the whole time and her hair. (laughs) Yeah, she looked great. She looked awesome. Nice hair, too. Uh, I could also tell that one of her friends would be eliminated because you can't have (laughs) the two nondescript-looking white guys. Eliminated? You have to eliminate one of them. What did you feel feel about uh, the death death of Al? The suicide? Yeah. Oh, you know, some people are just not dauntless. (laughs) Um, I feel... I'm Janine. I see a lot of myself in Janine. Um. I think I I was like they have all these cliffs. Like this this pit has so many canyons and cliffs. Like people are just do they have accidents a lot where the people fall off them? Accidents. I guess they just have to be mentally strong. Because he commits. He commits. He he commits suicide off like a side one that's not it's not the same cliff that she's dangling off of in one of the scenes or Zoe Kravitz. Oh, is, right. It's like a weird side one that's in the corner. Yeah. Side <laughs> I was like, why didn't they like put a put a net over that hole over there <laughs> in the corner? <laughs> anyway, um, what did you all think of Four's house? Oh my god, like Four's like sexy loft. His, his warehouse oh loft. My- like, I mean, I, f- I feel like I've been in that loft. <laughs> um, I said it looked like the loft from If Beale Street Could Talk, where they buy a loft as their first apartment together. But I agree. Now it just looks like somebody's place in, like, Bushwick. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, like, uh, I also had a problem with, like, it seems like people are all being kept track of 
Mm. I don't know if that's like something that I'm making up or if it's just like a trope in these kinds of movies where they're trying to like control everybody and people know where each each person is at all times. That's why I thought it was weird when she went to go see her brother. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, but then is someone not checking the beds at night? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so when she was like in his loft, like, sh- shouldn't someone be like, well, we have 12 people here, but there's <laughs> we're supposed to have 13. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, Isn't it unfair? Isn't that part of the training that you have to sleep in a shitty place? Yeah. Where was Eric with his, you know, eyebrow piercing to like come <laughs> come tattle on her also her friends were never like hey did you like sleep with four yeah like they couldn't feel the sexual tension like from 12 feet away they easily that that never happens um okay we can move on all right four trains tris to pass her final test by taking her into his own fears where she learns his father is marcus the leader of abnegation and that he was abusive Four shows Triss his massive <laughs> back tattoo, and then they kiss for the first time, after which she says, I don't want to go too fast. Triss passes her test, her fears including being raped by four and murdering her family. She is officially in Dauntless. Then everyone is injected with a serum that is supposedly a tracking device, but actually controls their minds. That serum stuff sort of snuck up on me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because it, it, it kind of seemed sudden. Mm. Yeah. Sudden-ish. They're just like, oh, all of a sudden, like, you know. Uh, I guess they're injecting people's necks for the um for the fear simulation. But do, like, do the other people in the society inject each other in the neck with, like, no, this other is, drugs? this is specifically, uh, I think dauntless. it's a specific uh, exception to the rule. Like, they are claiming it's for GPS, but really they're just creating an army. GPS. <laughs> oh, right? And also, I, I also think maybe it feels sudden because we've been in this dungeon not doing anything for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. We've just like been in the climbing gym too long, and then they bring out this glass vial that looks like a giant Christmas light. And I was, I was looking at it, and I was like, do they inject the full volume into you? Like... That makes me sick to think about. Dr. Like, it's Isa. Like, it's like two shots. <laughs> no, I'm also like, notoriously, like, I'm pretty, like, bad with vaccines. Like, I, I, like, freak out when I get vaccines. Like, I, I've almost fainted mm. from getting a vaccine. I don't like having blood taken. So that just, like, look, that just made me sick to think about that they inject. And it looks like they inject the full thing into your neck. Yeah, it's a lot of fluids. Blech. Okay, can we talk about, there, there are two things that st- stood out to me. The I don't want to go too fast comment shocked me, but here's okay. my here's my theory why they included this. Um, well, it shocked mm. me, first of all, because obviously if you kiss someone who you like, you shouldn't, in my mind, you shouldn't assume that they immediately want to have sex with you. But my theory is that for the movie, they needed them to go to sleep to get to the next scene, and they <laughs> wanted to make it clear that they didn't have sex. Uh. Mm. Does anyone have any thoughts on this? I... <laughs> I think that, like, maybe they, in the book, they come across as, like, sexier, and maybe, like, in the book, that scene is, like, she could feel how much, she could, like, feel his erection or something, and so she got scared. I don't think Um, so. I don't know. Like, I, I was just, like, he's, they're really playing up that, like, they could have sex. Like, also, again, no one is, like, watching that she's not sleeping at the dorm. She Melissa, sleeps did there that again. comment bother you? 
Um, I I thought I think that that comment was like uh, like uh, what is it? A PSA? Because like like yeah, like a a mild PSA, just being like, oh well, we know like young people are gonna watch this, and you know uh, whatever Christian abstinence (laughs) agenda. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I feel like they probably wanted to include something in there. Like, yeah, you can be sexy, but not, you don't have to have sex and it's okay to say I'm not ready or mm. whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is further complicated by the fact that one of her fears is for pressuring her into ha- having sex. And, or, that I mean, it, it seemed like he was going to rape her. And it just is like upsetting. Also, because in the sort of inception second fake, fear that happens you see her talking to four and being like i hope you didn't see that and he's like ha ha, ha don't worry <gasps> i didn't and i'm like so like giggling about this which even though that's yeah a it was so I, it was I, definitely i thought that part would not would probably get changed if it came out now i think mm, <laughs> even just, like 2014 isn't that long ago but i think it wouldn't come out now um it also just like doesn't make sense because i would think that even if you okay, I've been in the position of being a teen and being like worried I would get pressured into having sex before I was ready. But my fear wasn't that I would get raped. My fear was that I would someone would break up with me because Aww. they like wanted to have sex, which yeah. I think is like you don't assume. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's so scared of four, but I I at that age I didn't just like assume people would rape me. Right. I um, mean, like maybe she's had this trauma. Like, what if yeah? Like, I mean, what if, if she's it was had a this terrible too, trauma ooh, in her past? Ooh. That we just don't know about, which would be terrible, but also assuming that that didn't happen, because I don't feel like it's fair for me to assume that, this movie just seems anti-sex. Yeah. (laughs) Like, unnecessarily so. Also, Four doesn't have any sex-related fears. Four has four fears, which is why he's called Four, which also (laughs) makes his comment a while ago funnier to me, because... When he was like, most people have ten to twelve or ten to fifteen really bad ones. <laughs> Inside, he was like, but I have four. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know that yet at that point. So, oh my god, I love that quote. But his fears include being on some cables high up, being cuddled up, <laughs> being cuddled up in a little box like the garbage shoot from Star Wars. Um, shooting a girl with a comically large revolver, <laughs> like it's so big, <laughs> and then seeing your dad times five in a vest, and then he like wants to beat you, I guess. But then you punch him in the face, is what he does. Um, what did you think of his giant back tattoo, both of you? <laughs> oh, I forgot what it looked like. It has basically like the Hogwarts houses, like all in a row. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. So he wouldn't forget. <laughs> Does he look in a mirror, though? You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, looking over his shoulder, like, wait a second, what are the factions? Oh, so was that him confessing that he was a divergent? Or no? Because he was like, I want to be all of them. I want to be brave and smart. And I was like, wait, is he... I don't... That's what I thought, too. Okay. I didn't read it as him confessing a divergent... To be a divergent, although I think it was, like, obvious that he was one. I think it was more him being, like... Shailene's character of like I want to be more than just one he's woke he's not Mm. prejudiced against divergence Mm. that's a big ass tattoo (laughs) um so then they do the test they do her test and did you notice that everyone just hangs out in the room while you do your test yeah (laughs) 
I didn't like that. And then one guy just at the at the end when they like all graduate from the program, there's one guy who also like his quote has stuck in my memory because one guy just goes, "Yeah, Dauntless." <laughs> Like he's high fiving someone or something. It rocks. <laughs> I think I remember that Ooh, guy. I had a I had a lot of fun watching this movie actually. Um, then they all line up and get the injection, and damn, it's just like how they're all giving us uh, microchips via the COVID vaccine. <laughs> they shouldn't screen this movie now. They, we need to hire Dauntless to get these vaccine rates up. <laughs> Should I finish this off? Uh, yeah, let's finish off. Perhaps perhaps the ending was my least favorite part, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. The mm-hmm. next morning, the drugged Dauntless army is under orders to kill Abnegation. Triss is unaffected by the drug, but blends in, later connecting with Four, who is also a divergent. They try to save Triss's parents, but are captured. Triss's mom helps Triss escape, but is shot and killed. Triss finds her father and brother, and they sneak into Dauntless headquarters. Her father sacrifices himself so they can get into the control room, where Triss finds Four under divergent-specific mind control. Luckily, her love breaks the spell. Janine is about to kill all abnegations, but Triss uses the mind control serum to stop her just in time. Yeah, it all worked. It all really worked out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you all. Um, l- imagine you're Shailene Woodley and you're going to show up to film this scene where you have to fight Kate Winslet, like you have to punch Kate Winslet in the face. How do you oh like? How do you like greet her that day on set? Like, what's the first thing you say to her as you're just like making small talk before starting to work? <laughs> uh, so we got that thing later. <laughs> you know, I I'll see you. At two. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could do it. Like, okay. <laughs> what would you say to her, Issa? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably be like, your makeup looks so good today. It's kind of a shame. <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, I agree okay. that the ending sucks. And one reason why I think it sucks is they kill off her parents in the span of, like, five minutes. It's super predictable. It's so meaningless. I think that Al's death earlier is also meaningless. I think this movie, for whatever reason, lacks emotion completely. Um, Mm. I actually wrote down the note, oh, you know mom's going to die. Like, it just was super (laughs) written written in the stars. Um, And I think maybe what they could have done is stopped not kept the movie completely in the Dauntless dungeon and like shown Mm. more about her parents or done some, just done something to make us understand her relationship with her parents because I don't care about them and killing them off so quickly. Just, it felt, felt like nothing. More scenes of like them living in Chicago with the, you know, derelict, uh, hot dog carts. (laughs) (laughs) My other question was, like, they get caught, and it's implied that when they see Divergence, they just gun them down immediately. So why didn't they just get shot immediately? Why did they bring them to Kate Winslet? But she does kneel down to get executed, and before she gets shot, there's this close... Or she's supposed to get shot. There's this close-up of her, like, perfectly mascaraed eyes. Did you see that? (laughs) I did think it was crazy how much time they spent in the... Whatever room it was. Like, the control 
headquarters. They were just like mm. hanging out. Like there was not a big effort to get the divergence. Like it, it seemed like they, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just quite easy for them to, to get in there and like do their job. They also just like, when they do some WrestleMania with Kate Winslet, they're just like upsetting all the science carts. <laughs> like, <laughs> was that bothering you, Isa, as a scientist? Well, I'm like, are they there for a reason? Like, were they making more of the serum or is it already made? So now they just have to inject it. Like, it just seems like useless props to me. Melissa, to earlier you, you mentioned girl boss. I got extreme girl boss vibes from this movie in a in a bad way like Shailene Woodley's character seems very much like a girl boss um I didn't love it Uh, I did lol when (laughs) Janine like right before Janine gets serumed she says something to Tris where she's like you're a so-and-so and then she looks at her and she says no I'm divergent yeah yeah I love that line she says you're not quite as dauntless as you thought you were I also mm. think they just, ugh, Dauntless should have had a better name, like, Courage. Yeah, like, as someone, I had to ask my roommate what Dauntless meant. I just don't like, because the word is not catchy, it's not... It doesn't sound brave to me. No. It's, it, it, if anything, it seems like you're like, uh, to me, the word Daunt, the first thing I see is like a canyon, <laughs> uh, or like a valley. You're such an artist. Uh, <laughs> so visual. <laughs> And then I guess you're without that. I don't know. So does that mean you're a mountain if you're without a valley? I'm much more, personally, I'm much more of a mountain (laughs) than a valley. Um, Whoever came up with the names in the original, like, I guess, dystopian society just didn't have any brand management training. Like, they're just all bad. They're bad company names or group names. Uh, I hated that the mind control thing was defeated with, like, love. I hated that. (laughs) I was just more interested in her fighting Kate Winslet because she gets to knife her hand and then she punches her. It's just, like, wild. Like, that was Rose in Titanic. Um, anyway. Yeah, the knife in the hand was pretty exciting. That was fun, yeah. It was just like, you did it, girl. Good job. (laughs) It also is one of the only pieces of the movie where there's, like, there's precedent established for that because she was Mm. good at it earlier. Like, It's one of the Mm. only things that connect for me. Um, For example, when they escape, why is Miles Teller with them now? I thought he was, like, not their friend. Did you notice that? Yeah, he he just kind of seemed, like, uh, annoying (laughs) for, like, no reason. Yeah, I think there's sort of a theme of do no harm in this movie because there's, there's like, a running Mm. bit at the end of of her them being, like, you're not going to shoot me. And she's, like, well, maybe I will. But then she... As far as I can tell, she does not kill Kate Winslet. She doesn't there's kill also, anyone. With, yeah. With that whole thing, there's like a moment too where she's just like, why doesn't anyone think I'm going to kill them? <laughs> yeah. She's like, another one, another guy. Yeah, she kind of like <laughs> looks at the camera when she says that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I will kill you. I have it in me. I was a little. I just don't want to. I was a little um, curious about. They had these like guns that fired little electric chips. That it says that it simulates the feeling of a gunshot, but you don't actually get hurt. Oh, yeah, and it goes away after like thirty seconds or something. Not gonna lie, like I would maybe try. Oh my god, I would, def- I would definitely. I be just want to know because, like, then just I would see. know. <laughs> Jane, 
Jane, you, you're going to tell me, next you're going to tell me you didn't want to be on the giant zip line either. I did not. I actually, <laughs> while I was watching that, I was like, Issa would do this. I absolutely had that thought. <laughs> for sure. It did look fun, but like, no way. I'm too scared. Actually, I was texting with my sister because she's coming to Disney. Um... And Whoa. she was like, do you remember going on the Tower of Terror with me? And I oh. absolutely don't remember it. I fully blacked it out. And she was like, I definitely peer pressured you because I'm a huge wimp. And the feeling of falling is my least favorite feeling. Another ever. fear. Mm. Most yeah. people have 10 to 15 really bad ones. <laughs> um, another movie where the guy doesn't or the person doesn't say I love you back. Ooh. Shailene Woodley, Shailene Woodley says, Ooh. "I love you." Wait, that's in all three of Shailene Woodley's movies that we watched this month. Yep, that's that's hard. Sorry, Shailene. <sighs> Should we wrap up? Yeah. Um, did we like the Ellie Golding in the soundtrack? That was my last question. She like, like was the whole soundtrack, right? It made me feel like they were going to college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like eight songs. Okay, we've come to the end. We each answer three questions. One, is this movie good or bad? Melissa? Okay. Uh, as someone who doesn't... I didn't see Hunger Games. Okay. Um, I I won't watch it again, but I wasn't that mad throughout the whole thing. You know? Like, it was still pretty entertaining for the most part. And I don't know if that's because it's uh, a pandemic and I did, I'm just watching everything. <laughs> yeah. And I have no, like taste anymore but and I, I think I Sh- Shailene is uh, a charming person yeah you know I'm on her side for sure oh we we so. definitely are absolutely <laughs> Jane okay I actually went with this is not a good movie um <laughs> I think the premise is stupid I feel like I didn't get to know many of the characters in like a real way it was at least 20 minutes longer than it needed to be and there was I just felt no connection to it and as as our listeners now know i cry at everything and like i just i just like felt no oh yeah nothing made you cry i was gonna say it would have been fine if it were shorter because i think that i actually i guess now i'm answering the second question which is do you like this movie i had a great time i had three bourbon and gingers and it was a laugh riot (laughs) and it was awesome um and so i think that if it were just a little shorter it would have just been like bad, but in like a watchable way, like Emily in Paris, which is really short and digestible, kind of. Um, Melissa, do you like the movie? Do I like the movie? <laughs> uh, you know, I think it's everyone played a part. You know, there was a lot of T's crossed, a lot of I's dotted. Mm. Um. It seems like I hope everyone put some money away that they made <laughs> while doing this stuff. Because, oh. uh, you know, uh, A for effort. Yeah. Uh, you, you got it takes a lot of work to make a movie. You know, I don't think they phoned it in, which was nice. <laughs> I don't oh. think Shailene could have phoned it in. And I don't think she did. Jane. OK, so I said that I barely liked it and I definitely liked it more. <laughs> I liked it more the first time I watched it. Um, OK. But with a with a Maybe with a just... groan and critical eye, I struggled a little bit this time around. My groan and critical eye saw Theo James in a new light. Um, okay, what type of teen is this movie for, Melissa? You can go first. Uh, I I think 
the type of teen that this movie is for is probably a, a very, uh, a, maybe like a 13-year-old mm. uh, that could still sort of be taken away to, like, different worlds without uh, it being too gory or, like, get, getting too gross with real life. Um, and especially, like, you know, them not having sex, I think, is easier for, like... Uh, a younger-ish kid to enjoy. Uh, I will say, you know who it's not for? Okay? Teens with glasses. Not a single person in this movie was wearing eyeglasses. So, if you'll excuse me, this was not for me. Uh, I also usually wear glasses, and if I was in this society... Not even the people I, I in Erudite? Oh, the smart, the nerdy smart glasses. kids with glasses. Um, I wrote that this movie. This is a thro- <laughs> this is a throwaway answer, but I wrote it for his dystopian teens. Like any any teen who teen who will watch dystopian stuff, which I think I fall into and and fell into. Like, yeah, this will this will scratch an itch. I think. Um, I didn't think it was as good as many other dystopian things I've seen, but. I agree with that. My answer is the same as you, Jane. I also thought, like, maybe it would be more of an adventure movie than it was. Like, again, like, there's so much time spent in the, the climbing gym that you don't get enough of the, like, when they're rescuing her parents. Um, and it could have been fun. But that's okay. Um, what are you all watching these days that's not this? <laughs> what are you watching these days, Melissa? <laughs> um, I just finished Being Mary Jane. Oh. I don't think we've it had was, anyone. Yeah, we haven't had anyone talk about that yet. It, it's interesting, <laughs> uh, especially being like, a, like I just had my birthday uh, on Thursday, and I turned thirty nine years old. Happy birthday! Is, oh, thank you. Happy birthday! Which is insane, because like. Uh, the TV show makes such a big deal about her being like 38 and single, mm. you know, and I just, you know, when people are like, you don't look 39, I'm like, I don't know what a 39 year old <laughs> person is supposed to look like, Yeah, you know, like apparently I'm supposed to be like a monster. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. Yeah. yeah. Like there are no 39 and like, year olds. Well, and Let's try a new thing. You know, uh, a new 39-year-old just showed up, and it's me. Um, but, it, you know, it was it was nice, nice to watch. The lead is, uh, um, what's her name? I think uh, Gabrielle Union. Union, yeah. I love her. We love, we, we love, we are a pro-Gabrielle Union, Union Wade, one might say. Yeah, Deliverers from Eva, one of my favorite movies. Um, so, I, so I've never seen Being Mary Jane, but I love her, so I think I would like it just to watch her. Um, Jane? I cried my way through the All Stars <laughs> Top okay. Chef season uh, eighteen. I want to say, I what made you cry? Cried at multiple episodes. Loved <laughs> it. Specifically, there was an episode, and this is not a spoiler, but they had uh, the the family members come help, and one of the contestants' mom, she sort of like wasn't ooh, wasn't feeling well, and all the other chef contestants stepped in to help, and mm. I cried. Also, we rewatched the first season of American Vandal, which is fantastic and easy watch. And I Maybe think I'm going to start watching Halle Berry movies, or should I say Halle <laughs> Scary movies, and watch <laughs> all of her movies. 
<laughs> Are you going to watch Gothica? I don't know. Actually, I don't think I can watch all of them because she's been in so many. She's but so I, many movies. I might pick like the top ten most iconic or something like that. Oh, I only said Gothica because it, it was one of the first um, horror movies I ever saw in a movie theater. Mm. Anyway, um, and I had a blast. You said you're... Oh. You said you're doing Halle Berry's scary movies? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, oh. no, I just, I just am going to call her Halle <laughs> Scary. Oh. <laughs> um, I just rewatched uh, Introducing Dorothy Dandridge with Halle Berry. Mm. She's really good in okay. it. Um, and I also like Halle's Catwoman. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I definitely will have I, to watch that. She's my Catwoman. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Yep. That's who I imagine. Um, I watched Wonder Woman 84, and I knew it was going to be bad, but I just wanted something on while we folded laundry and stuff. Something I didn't anticipate... Okay, this is a spoiler, but I don't care because the movie's bad. I, I knew that Kristen Wiig was going to turn into, like, a cat. Like, she was going to turn into a leopard lady. But it looked so bad. Like, I was like, don't they have money to make good CGI? It was, like, very gray. You couldn't see it very well. She didn't even look sexy. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. She was... <laughs> she actually has some great sexy lady scenes because she does, like, a little glow up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's already, like, super hot, so, like, it was just fun. Um, yeah. But I don't care to watch any more DC property things anytime soon because they all make me sad that they're bad um okay uh melissa would you like to plug anything (laughs) oh um let's see what should i plug uh i'm i'm on instagram like that yeah okay i'm on instagram at melside ponytail um i'm on twitter and my my handle is so stupid (laughs) it's called malicious (laughs) m-e-l-i-s-s-h I O U S. I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> it's it's just it's just silly. Um, and uh, if you would like to follow me on those two things, uh, Instagram. I like to have a good time. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> and then uh, on Twitter, you know, I have a lot of thoughts, and you know, we can share them uh, if you would like. <laughs> do you sell any of your art? Oh, yes, I do. I have been... Right now, I'm doing like a... F- I don't know when this episode's coming out, uh, but I, I'm still going to keep trying to raise money. Um, I, oh, like last year, I did a fundraiser for um, COVID bailout, mm. and I painted uh, Portland uh, through all of these, like... Portland police posted a picture of all the things thrown at yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah during a protest and it's just silly it's like an apple the can the can of beans beans. yeah but so i did like a a a small watercolor painting and a portrait and i sold the initial one for like 550 dollars and then i sold like almost 80 prints (gasps) i purchased one yes (laughs) and like i raised like a few thousand dollars for like bedside strong and a couple other like glitz um that's awesome. that's awesome i think it's fierce nyc which is a, a queer nonprofit. um but i'm doing another one right now where i'm trying to sell because i do portraits and i'm trying to sell like four by six postcards mm. of some of my paintings um for austin mutual aid because i'm 
I moved from Austin mm. and it just, the storm just like broke my heart, mm. you know, and yeah. I only have so much money. Um, so, you know, if you want to follow me for those things too, like I, I'm always trying to make more money for people. And that's on your same, <laughs> myself. that's on your same Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You don't that have rocks. like an, a different You're one. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. And I that's really, so, I really love so the, the painting I have of the, the fun Portland objects. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. Thank you for buying. No. Me. Thank you for being on our yeah, pod to talk about so this much. bad movie, Melissa. Of course. Thank you for. Ha- you know, me and my roommate are gonna watch the other ones. <gasps> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be so weird because then it'll just not end. The last it's just one. It's gonna end. <gasps> Or not end. Weird. Yeah. yeah. But thank you so much. Um, we were really happy to have you. And uh, we will let you know uh, if we do the other ones. I don't know if we okay. want to yet. <laughs> um, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. Uh, as usual, we would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Do not forget to rate and leave us a review. And please, please share us with any dystopian-loving friends. And with dystopian-loving teens. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, Under the, the Bleachers. bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo!